Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. The holiday season brings many emotions to the surface, doesn't it? And if you've lost your child within the past year, it can easily evoke dark, painful emotions you may have never experienced before, probably have never experienced before, I should say. For those who have faced this deep loss, the holidays can be like a continual slap in the face of your missing child. We often don't even want to acknowledge Thanksgiving Day or Christmas as the pain of who's missing is so much greater than the joy of who's still here. We would rather go to bed in mid-November, pull the covers up tight, and wake up sometime in January. Only those of us who have experienced the death of their child can understand and agree with what I'm saying. To those who are blessed to have not had to travel down this specific valley of death of one's child, this doesn't make any sense, which can cause conflict among family and friends for all kinds of reasons. For that matter, it might not even make any sense to ourselves. I still had four wonderful and precious children, two grandchildren at the time when Becca died, a strong marriage of almost 30 years with a husband who loves me deeply and was I was part of an international children's ministry that I absolutely loved being a part of. But I had an extremely hard time wanting to have any part of the festivities or wanting to be around here on this earth at all. It doesn't make sense, but that is how most of us feel. If it helps at all, my husband Dave realized that it's a lot like when Jesus talked about leaving the 99 to go for the one. Our hearts are longing so deeply for the one who is gone that we want to leave everything and everyone else to go find that one that is missing. Most of us try to enjoy the season for those around us who weren't affected as deeply, don't we? Especially if there are young children or grandchildren around, but it is difficult because our hearts can be so heavy. Even within the joy of seeing their excitement, there's still an undercurrent of sadness that just won't seem to go away. I want to let you know that it is okay, even normal, to have this struggle. And I want to release you from feeling guilty about it. Give yourself grace, just like you would a friend if they were in the same situation or another bereaved parent that you were talking to who's struggling. You see, grief is not an event. Death is an event. But grief is a process. In fact, it's a life long process. Some people will parrot the saying, time heals all wounds, but I don't agree. The wound of having our child leave this earth is one that will be with us until it is our turn to leave, but that doesn't mean it will always hurt so deeply. Time will allow the pain to lessen if we lean into it and allow ourselves to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, holding the hand of the one who can give us the strength we need. And it's all based on what we do during that time. My daughter, Becca, loved the holidays. 
She especially loved Christmas. She loved decorating. She went all out anytime anything happened. She was just one of those people that loved events. And she loved shopping, including the Black Friday sales. She loved Christmas music. She loved driving around, looking at the lights and decorations. She loved the family spending time together. She loved everything about Christmas. And when Becca died on October 12, 2011, I don't even remember that first holiday season. Everything was such a painful blur. I didn't think it was even possible, but the second year was even more painful than the first. And there are reasons for that. And if this is your first year, I'm sorry to tell you, but that may happen to you as well. And maybe if I tell you why it might help with that, I think most of us discover the second year is harder than the first for two reasons. For me, the first reason was I felt like I'd already been through this once, so I felt like I was ready for the second year. I've, I've been through the first year. I've done this. You know, I've missed her during all these holidays and all these, you know, times of the year or whatever, so I wasn't expecting it to hit me as hard as it did. And the other reason is because that numbness has started to wear off and the reality that our child is gone and really isn't coming back, the full weight of that hits us. So I just want to prepare you for that in case it does happen to you. Like I said, the second year was even more painful than the first and about the only thing I remember about that second holiday season was one of my sons giving me a Christmas gift of a beautiful heart ornament that was hand-painted in Becca's memory. The following couple of years, my heart still struggled to be part of the holiday season. I went through the motions for the sake of the family, especially my grandchildren. And there was one year that Becca's collection of snow buddies made it to my house. I mean, she had two big bins of snow buddies, uh, little glass ornaments of snowmen, tons of them. And she put them out every year. It was Becca at Christmas. And I agonized over whether or not I wanted to set out her favorite Christmas display in my home. And I did it. And I did cry some pretty hefty tears while I was pulling them out and setting them up. But once they were all out and displayed, it really felt like she wasn't quite so far away anymore. And I didn't think it would ever happen, but I realized that I was actually starting to make the shift from feeling like the holidays were a slap in the face reminder of my daughter being gone to wanting the reminders because they were starting to become warm memories that I longed to embrace. And there was something behind all of this that made it even possible, and that is hope. I had hope that my life would not always be this desolate and painful. I had hope that God had not reached his limit on being able to help me through this suffocating darkness. I had hope in God's resurrection power that he could and wanted to breathe life back into me when I felt like I had died after the death of my daughter. And as the hope that I had took root and started to grow, other things began to grow as well. And believe it or not, 
this time of year is one of the best times for that growth to happen for those of us who are grieving. Why? Well, first, because being grateful, this is the season of Thanksgiving. We, we just had Thanksgiving a few days ago. And this season, that time, it opens the door to making a needed shift in our focus. It is a bittersweet time for anyone who's faced a deep loss. And we can't stop the unexpected grief waves that attack, which can make our hearts feel shattered into a million pieces. But after we allow ourselves the needed time to lean into our grief, we can make the decision whether or not we're going to stay there and wallow in it, or if we're going to take steps to pull ourselves out of the grief pit. I'm not talking about, it's a process, it's a journey. And at the beginning, that grief is just on us and we don't have as many choices. It just, it's so dark and it's just there. But as each day comes, And the further along we go, those choices are going to start coming to us. We, at some point, get to choose. And I'm talking it may be months, years, but we do get to choose if we're going to dwell on the bitter or on the sweet, because so many of the holidays and events are bittersweet. And one of the quickest ways to cross over from the bitter to the sweet is to start listing, literally on paper is best, the good things we have in our lives. And I know some people, I, I, I just, I always think of people saying, well, you're alive today, right? Well, you, you woke up this morning, right? Well, you're breathing, right? Well, that's something to be thankful for. Well, for us, we're not thankful for that because especially at the beginning, we don't want to be here. We don't want to wake up in the morning. We don't want to be breathing. We want to go with our child. So, We have to think of some other things that we can be thankful for. And maybe it could be something as simple as how good the cookies smelled while they were baking or something as deep as, for me, I had the blessing of 29 years with Becca and I'll never lose those 29 years. And I am thankful for those. I wish it was more. I really do. But I'm thankful I had the 29 and I'm sorry if you didn't have that many, but you had eight or you had four or you had 16 years that you can be thankful for that your child was in your life. And when it comes to Christmas, the whole reason Jesus came to this earth as a baby was to become a man and die so that we could have life. Think about it. The reason Jesus came as a baby, the reason he was born onto this earth was for the purpose of dying so that we could have life. And God the Father knows what it's like to have someone very close to him die because he watched not just someone, but he watched the torturous murder of his own son, his only child, his only son. He did that as an exchange for us so that we would not have to stay in our place of suffocating darkness and pain of grief. We don't have to stay there. We can still have a full life of meaning and purpose. It's a lot like learning how to live with an amputation because when our child dies, our child is a part of us 
And so when our child dies and leaves this earth, it's a, a part of our very being has been cut off from us. Now, Rebecca, in case you don't know, and you haven't followed me for very long, and you're just now starting to get to know me and GPS Hope, Becca, when she was three years old, was diagnosed with cancer. And she went through nine months of chemotherapy, but she also had her leg amputated, her left leg amputated at three years old. So our daughter Becca lived 26 years with only one leg. And watching her learn how to live without that leg, her life was different. It was different than the other kids. She couldn't run. She did have a prosthetic leg, but she couldn't run like the other kids and keep up. There were things that she couldn't do with the other kids, but boy, she didn't let it stop her from living a full and a happy life. She had, she was just so full of joy and she was goofy and she loved to laugh. That's one of the things I miss the most about her is hearing her laugh. She still had a full life with that leg cut off from her. And it's the same for us. Even though our child has been cut off from us, we can still learn how to live a fulfilled life with meaning and purpose with our child cut off from us. It's going to look different. We're going to feel different than the people around us that have never experienced the death of a child, but it can be done. Now, not only did Jesus come as a baby to grow into a man to die so that we could have a full and abundant life here on earth. I know that may not make much sense in your head, but it is possible. But he died so that when we leave this earth, we're going to be able to be together with our children forever and others that we love forever, never to be separated again. I have actually written a song called Together Forever. It's on YouTube. I'll put a link to that in the show notes or you can just look it up. Together Forever. You might enjoy that song. If this is your first Christmas season without your child, I am so very sorry. I'm pretty sure that you are pretty numb along with the grief. You know, it's funny how we can be in so much pain and be numb at the same time. If this is your second or third year, I know it's probably still really hard but I'm here to give you hope, to walk with you in the darkness so that you can borrow my hope if you need to until you have your own. We're going to have many surprise grief attacks that we will need to allow ourselves to lean into fully. And maybe they're not surprise grief attacks. You know it's just like one big time of grief at the beginning. But you're going to need to allow yourself to lean into that, whatever that looks like for you, in those moments when it hits you hard. And the fresher the loss, the more of an undercurrent of pain and sadness you're probably going to have through the holiday season. But you will get to a point where you can choose whether the main focus is going to be on death or on life. Because our children not only died, but he or she also lived. Jesus died so he could bring life, not just eternal life after we die, but a fulfilled life 
after our tragic and painful loss. And like I said, it won't look the same. We won't be the same. But we can still have life after death here on this earth. You can have hope that God is everything you need, especially after the death of your child. He can and he wants to restore your soul. We will never be the same person we were before, but we can all learn how to live a life with meaning and purpose once again, not in spite of your child's death, but because of his or her life. It's okay to be wherever you are on this grief journey. We'll never get over missing our child. We will not reach a time here on earth where we're completely done grieving for the loss of our child. But we grieve with hope, the hope that this Christmas season celebrates. It's time to celebrate birthdays now. Every week on the podcast, I share birthdays of our children that are sent in to us. And this week, we are celebrating Angie Matta, who was born on December 4th, and Angie is forever 36. There is also Jesus Ortega. He was born on December 2nd, and Jesus is forever 20. We celebrate with these families the day that these two came into the world and into their lives. If you would like your son or daughter's birthday shared with the other listeners, you can go to gpshope.org birthdays, and there will just be a short form, fill in the information, submit it, and I will add your child to the birthday segment the week of his or her birthday. I would love to be able to do that. If you would like to give a gift to your child this year, you may want to consider sponsoring an In Loving Memory heart decal to be placed on the Hope Mobile. My husband Dave and I, we live in a motor home because we do our ministry full-time to grieving parents and it makes us a lot more mobile to go wherever we need to go. And we would be honored to take your son or daughter with us as we travel around the nation, keeping your child's memory alive. It's a six inch heart. It says in loving memory and your child's name goes in there and where they're from. And we put it on the Hope Mobile and you can pick the spot where you want it to go. We'll call you, do a Facebook or I mean a a FaceTime, whatever, and you can, we'll even walk you around and you can pick the place that you want your child's heart to be on the Hope Mobile. It's just a way to kind of give our child a gift for Christmas when we can't really give them a gift, but to give a gift in their memory is just a special thing. And it also is a gift to GPS Hope because 100% of that goes directly into helping us continue our full-time ministry. So you can go to gpshope.org and there's a tab for the store. Hover over that and right under that you will see it says Heart Memorial Decal and that will give you all the information. There's seven colors you get to pick from. Anyway, something to think about. And I'll also have a link to that in the show notes. And one more thing, if you are available for about 10 minutes, the next three Sunday evenings, I wanna invite you to join me on the GPS Hope Facebook page at 8.30 p.m. Central Time. 
There each week, I light a candle on an Advent wreath and I share some words of encouragement, reminding us that even within the painful loss, he truly is Emmanuel, God with us. If you want to find out more about it, I'll have a link in the show notes with more details about that also. And the show notes, all the show notes, all these links can be found at gpshope.org and then just click on this week's podcast. Well, that's it for another week. I want to end by telling you to go ahead and grieve your loss that hurts so deeply. It's okay and it's necessary to feel that. But within that grief, remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.